This week's major spoilers later portion of the week type <laughs> edition is brought to you by Chris Carter. Insert X-Files joke here. This one goes out to you. The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. Pod on on the air. The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. On the air. Pod pod podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen. You're listening to the Major Spoilers Podcast. 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 The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Major Spoilers Podcast. So glad that you will download and listen to something that we're offering up for free. Free entertainment for the next, I don't know, hour free. maybe? 15 minutes? Hour and a half. Yeah, we'll see what Hell, happens. if I get going, we could be at this for two hours. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you guys were trying to convince me to uh, to watch Community. Mm-hmm. Looks like I don't have to now. It looks like it's been canceled. Has it? The NBC did not renew it for the uh, second half of the year. I... And or they didn't schedule it for the second half of the I year, just, and they've said that it may be back later. I, I just read an article that specifically said that Community has not been canceled, but all it says is that Community has not explicitly been canceled. Yes, it's not been explicitly canceled, but it's not coming back at, in in January. Right? They haven't. Why are it. you so joyous about this? Oh, that way, I don't Why have are you to so watch happy it. That I don't something have to, that we love. Oh, I'm not joyous. I'm just saying, I, I I don't have to watch it now. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you fairly did the Nelson months. Ha <laughs> ha. Come on. Now, see, the thing is, uh, when a show gets canceled, all previous episodes of it are deleted. So Uh-oh. now now right. Steven doesn't uh, doesn't hey, have to watch it because it's going to cease to exist. Right. Just uh, NBC that, will just erase over the master tapes. Like, that is why oops. nobody has ever seen um, St. Elsewhere. St. <laughs> what? St. what now? <laughs> what about... Um, St. Ed now. So Community may or may not be canceled, but it's certainly not coming back in January, which I guess has got a lot of people, a lot of people fired up, mm. starting the letter campaigns, doing what I mean, here, this is the weird thing. Chuck, also a show on NBC, uh-huh. never had high ratings. I think the first season was was pretty good because it was um, a lead into Heroes. Mm-hmm. Second season kind of dropped like a rock and the third season... I didn't even know they had a third season, but the show's on its, like, fifth or sixth year already. Wait, it's still on? Yes. Wow. And the reason why Chuck is on Chuck. is because, yeah, you know, the guy that got the the thing flashed in his head and he now knows everything that the CIA has in their headquarters and right, right. some BS stuff. Really dumb show. Um, But it did have uh, Rachel Bilson on it for a season, mm-hmm. so that was, you know, kind of a, a perk. But, you know, the fans <laughs> went crazy for that and was like, we must save Chuck, save Chuck. And they did all these letter writing campaigns and they did all these stunts and it convinced NBC, yes, let's keep it on the air. Should people be doing this with community? Um, if they want. Well, they they haven't canceled it. I mean, they, they, they are stating unequivocally that it will be back. So I, I don't know. I would say you could. But it seems like it might be a little bit premature. Fox said, hey, we'll bring Firefly back for two episodes. No, they didn't. They brought it back Firefly, for two episodes. They said, you know, we're canning Firefly. We're done with this Firefly thing. You are all fired. Fly. <laughs> I don't know. The The thing about uh, Community is the first season, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Second season, really good ratings. Mm-hmm. Third season, the ratings have not been that great for community and i don't know they haven't changed their time slot have they have they changed the day and time have they they've changed their day their air time they haven't changed the day Mm. but community did move in terms of their air time this year would it move up earlier or later or what and and well the other go ahead sorry no sorry go ahead well also community used to be adjacent uh comedy powerhouse 30 rock Oh, okay. And that show hasn't been back yet. 30 Rock's not back yep. yet? No. Mm. I mean, I think they're shooting it, but uh, Alec Baldwin said that this was going to be his last season on 30 Rock, too, mm-hmm. so who knows what's going on there. Interesting. 
you know, speaking of canceled, we've got a top five coming up next week. Mm-hmm. Not this upcoming week, but the week after. The week of Thanksgiving. No. Week, no, week after Thanksgiving. Somewhere Part of your there. after feast Thanksgiving feast. Oh, I'm gonna listen Show to this full. podcast. Oh. Our next uh, our next episode is the top five things that should never have been canceled, or that they should never have canceled. So you might be thinking about that. Maybe X twenty three will be on that list. Matthew, they canceled X twenty three from from Marvel. Marvel's canceling a lot I of books. Can say, I can say without hesitation that X twenty three will not be on that list. <laughs> but yes, Marvel seems to be canceling a lot of books. They've canceled the Victor Von Doom miniseries, which, from the word that I've seen, the book was done. You know, the art was all done. So that book isn't... Oh, no, no. Maybe Victor Von Doom. I forget. Maybe nothing had ever been written on that, even though it had been solicited. I, I forget what the, the weirdness was with Victor Von Doom. But that series has been canceled. Alpha Flight, which a lot of people were excited about, has been canceled. And then there's this uh, giant robot, big green, busty dinosaur Hulk things, mm-hmm. the Destroyers. The uh, dis- Destroyers, yeah. Has also been canceled after it was solicited. What's going on, Matthew? I mean, well, X23 was, you know I mean, X23 was like 24,000 copies for issue 15. Mm-hmm. You know how comic book companies do things for reasons other than just based on sales? I suspect that there's something else going on here. Okay. Mystery. And I think that, <laughs> well, I, I can't say for sure because I'm not an insider. And I, I think it would Jessica be. Jessica Fletcher on the phone. It would probably be inappropriate to speculate. So here's what I think. Okay. Uh, <laughs> working in a call center, occasionally you run into little cults of personality where the guy in charge has his friends who have jobs and don't really do jobs, but are there to do stuff and. Then the new guy in charge comes in, and the first thing that he does is clean house of the guys mm-hmm. who are related to the old guy in charge. I'm not saying that's what's happened here, but this kind of reeks of a situation, especially since a lot of these seem to be related to a specific editor. Rather than being you know, reassigned, they're just being, I'm wondering if maybe somebody isn't coming in and going, you know what, this is my house. The, the comic book publishing equivalent of, the way I spend part of my Sunday afternoon methodically unalphabetizing the 50 cent bin because the guy comes in and alphabetizes my 50 cent bin. And by God, my, my 50 cent bin is not alphabetized. It doesn't need to be alphabetized. And if you do alphabetize it, I'm getting paid to unalphabetize it. So you and I can keep playing this game. This is ongoing chess match, but I, I sense that I've gotten off topic. Mm, so you're, so you're saying this was likely caused by maturity. <laughs> or the lack thereof. <laughs> I suspect that maturity will play into it. And I think, honestly, you know, from the things that we may or may not have heard, I think that, one, sales are probably not the only factor. In fact, certainly not the only factor involved in these cancellations. Mm-hmm. Two, change is afoot at Marvel. And everybody who said, oh, Disney's going to come in and change everything. I think they may be ahead of the curve. I think Marvel's going to change everything in yeah, you know in the Marvel expectation that yeah. Disney. Is. Yeah, there's a lot of they're going to change it so Disney doesn't have to. Yeah, there are a lot of quote unquote new budgetary mandates that have been forced down upon everyone, which has caused people to rethink some of these things. Um, You're a budgetary. Yeah, actually, I probably was. He's the cheapest. Let's get him. <laughs> I mandated based on our budget. Uh, Rodrigo, any thoughts on the cancellation of X-23? She's like one of your favorite characters, right? Her and Jubilee? Uh, no. What? Uh, Everything I know about Rodrigo is wrong. Yep. I I, I would say yeah, that's pretty apparently. accurate, Stephen. <laughs> pretty much every time you're like, hey, Rodrigo, you love this, don't you? Uh, no. I think it's the most terrible thing in the world. Oh, and then next time you ask me the same thing again. <laughs> Steven, you're just not paying attention. No. What's that? Uh yeah, exactly. No, I I mean I'm not I'm not miffed at the, the cancellation of X twenty three because I think X twenty three is a stupid character. Now, mm-hmm. uh according to Matthew, who has reviewed the book um at least once, uh there were brief moments of, of in which the book was interesting. And and that's fine, you know th- that book might be interesting. 
I was not interested in it at all, though, because I kind of hate... I, I don't just hate the the clones. I hate it especially, like, the reverse gender younger clone. It's just very annoying. Okay. So, Tiny Girl Wolverine, not something not, I want to read. Not a big thing. Not where the, didn't she have the spikes that come out of her feet, too? Yeah. Which is great. I I really love. I I really really enjoy the uh, the the changes that they make. Is like okay, so we're making a, a young female Wolverine, and she she needs to have something different. How about we take one of her claws off of her hands and put it on her feet? Yeah, <laughs> that'll make her more threatening. All right, now we need to make a younger, eviler Wolverine. Okay, how about we take one of his claws and we have it pop out of his wrist, like the bottom part oh, of yeah, it, yeah. like the like basically like, his palm. What's his name? Dakin. Dakin. Yes. Dark Wolverine. Dakin. 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 Uh, the new Dakin. budgetary mandates. Check this: a part of the new budgetary mandates, and were essentially sacrificed for the new strategy of shipping extra installments of its core series. So what does that mean? More Thor, more Captain America, more Daredevil, extra, more Spider-Man? Extra installments? Yeah. So more Well, you know, we've got the, uh, what is it? Uh, just more? What is it? The Avenging Spider-Man is coming out, oh, followed yeah. by the Average Spider-Man, and then the somewhat lame <laughs> Spider-Man. Sub- substandard Spider-Man. Substandard Spider-Man. And, of course, <laughs> the uh, 52 Wolverine books that they release each, each week. Mm-hmm. No, um, no. 52 is DC's number. <laughs> you know, it's interesting when you go and look at those solicitations. I was surprised last month, the January solicitations, normally it takes me a couple of hours to get everything lined up, all the images converted and, and put it into the story and then get it up in time. Um, Marvel went very quick last week. They didn't, it didn't seem like they had the 150 books shipping in a single month well maybe they've maybe it's gotten to the point where marvel has looked at its uh at its business plan and decided that printing 157,000 different comics a month although it looks good in the market share is probably not actually helping them you could be right of course we don't know we're no, just we being don't. irresponsible we're just we're just speculating Oh, that's not being irresponsible yeah. to speculate. You're just trying to guess, and you're trying yeah, to figure people download out. this it's, it's show a, to hear us speculate. Yes, exactly. To postulate. It's entirely to irresponsible to speculate. To that doesn't make it any less fun. Um, I was going to ask you guys off off the top of the question. Maybe I'll save this for next week. Think about the Secret okay. Six. Just think about the Secret Six. Okay. Or um, Task Force are, Task Force are X. Secret. Think about Task Force X as well. Okay. You know who they are, right? Yes. Okay. What? They're like, uh, Task Force X is like Misty Knight and <laughs> Iron Fist, and then a rotating cast of like the White Tiger or something like that sometimes. <laughs> and Hercules and Luke Cage. Yeah, Shang-Chi. She-Hulk. Yes. That's Shang-Chi. It. That is it. I want to introduce his little brother, Shang-Fu, the master of Tai Chi. Or, yeah, Suicide Squad. Think about them as well. Got a okay. que- I'll have a question for you guys next week. Ooh, that's exciting. Related to that. But until then. Until then. Here's hoping all your comics are critical <laughs> hits. Yeah, no. Matthew, characters who can't be heroes but also can't be villains. Don't we just call them the bystander? No. This was a topic that you, you had from, that you wanted to bring up. Really? Because I don't remember what I was thinking. When I said oh, okay. <laughs> what sort of context was it in? I don't know. You just said, hey, let's was talk it, about characters who can't age? be heroes, but can't be villains. And I said, well, all right, uh, well, I will well, write that down. Yeah, I don't think that's what happened. I think this is another case like Rodrigo. Hey, Rodrigo, you love Pokemon. No, I doubt that. And, and Rodrigo does love Pokemon. Really awesome, hey, like, Rodrigo, you I enjoy said... the Pokemans? <laughs> well, that is true. You well, enjoy, that... I know you enjoy the Pokemon, so I got you some Yu-Gi-Oh's. <laughs> that would be. Now, I, I do that. Now they can fight your Beyblades. <laughs> what were those tops? What were those from? Beyblades? Yeah, oh, the, the, no, the, the tops that for yeah, Critical yeah. Hit? Yeah, yeah, I 
they were tops for right for, for some for kind like, of spinning for some kind of yeah. little spinny gun thing. Yeah, but they weren't Beyblade. No, no. Okay, no. I I would not spend seventy five dollars. How much on, those are? Well, it's like a pack of like it, it, there's like a single top that mm-hmm. you get in a pack, mm-hmm. and that'll run you as much as any action figure. It's like ten bucks. Really? Yeah, man. Holy those crap! Those things are freaking expensive. It's like you can buy a Ben Ten again. Like yeah. an actual Ben 10 yeah, yeah, size Ben 10. Ben 10 yeah, yeah, for 12 bucks. For 12 bucks. Or you can buy like a Beyblade and his little shooty guy. and that. But then the you also have to amount. buy the arena. You have to buy the arena. And then you and, have to find somebody to fight against. And you have to fight somebody to fight against. And the worst part about it is that stuff like that isn't really balanced. Right? They don't... Like the guys who are making these toys want them to look like the stuff from the cartoon. Right. So they don't sit there and say, oh... Well, clearly, this top would win every time, right, 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 because of how it's balanced and how it's designed. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, you know the the actually the little critters that I use for critical hit, the, right, the, little, the little Ben, ben 10, ten guys. Yeah, those are supposed to go with a little game in which you like pop the the base they're on, and the one they like get pushed into each other, and one of them falls. But since they're meant to look like the guys from the sumo trainers. Um, some of them are way more stable than others. There's yeah. the the stink fly mm-hmm. has four legs yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of having like the two little base legs. Mm-hmm. It actually has four spidery legs coming out. So it's like the most stable thing. So Rip if you're off. gonna play against somebody, you you pick the stink fly, then you win. Rip off, totally. Man, you know the good thing about the the older boy in the house. Uh huh. I guess I've got him trained right because he'd sit there. It used to be like a year and a half ago. He'd sit there and watch TV and every commercial that would come on. Can I have that? Can I have that? Can I have that? And pretty soon I just got to it where I'd be watching TV with him or I'd be doing something else and a commercial would come on. I'd go, man, that's so lame. Oh, man, that's really stupid. Mm -hmm. And so now, and we don't watch a lot of television, you know, that has commercials. I mean, we watch a lot of the stuff that's been downloaded, so it's commercial free. And he sits there when he sees those commercials and he just sits there and goes, lame, lame lame and i'm like very good kid very good but then we go to the store and he sees the bin 10 you, you action him figures to be cynical and hateful and you won't <laughs> him the head no he's just realistic he's, he's he looks so at proud. what are these what are these dumb little toys i mean there are some dumb toys out there these little things that they're like little squeezy remember how you go to the store and for 25 cents you turn the dial uh-huh. put the quarter in then you get out this really piece of cheap crap yeah there's a toy right. that is essentially that that you go buy like a packet of 25 of these dumb things, and they all come in these little bubbles. And these little spheres, These yeah. little spheres that you open up, and then they're a little squishy, and you put them back, and then you, I don't know what you're supposed to do with them. That's dumb. I think you erase them. <laughs> you put them on your pencil and... <laughs> no, not erase them. Oh, you erase them? Erase I don't know them. what you're supposed to do with them. Well, they started as a girl's toy. I don't know what, it, what they're called. So, but, how old is this kid? My kid? Four and a half. Yeah. So you've taught a four and a half year old to be cynical and go lame. And this no, is I've taught him to realize he's, that he's so not proud. all toys <laughs> are worth what they're hyping on TV. Hmm. Uh, because there are a lot. And so commercials see, are crap. Yeah, pretty much. And we don't watch that much commercial television, so he doesn't get to see a lot of commercials. But when he does see something and he knows it's dumb, he will say it's dumb. I'm trying to think recently if he saw anything that was cool. There may have been a Lego thing that he thought was cool. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. That is probably pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, these little stupid toy things, like the, what are those motorized rats that you run around? Zuzu pets? Uh, Zuzu pets. Oh. He oh, is no. like. We have to find the other Zuzu and the secret of the Zuzu. Not only that, he will get up and he'll go, Mom, they're showing that dumb Zuzu commercial. <laughs> Nice. My boy. Nice. You know what's going to happen? A kid's going to bring that to school and he's going to be like, your dumb toy is dumb. He might. He might, although he's been told that that's not polite. But that's still probably not going to stop him. Your dumb toy is dumb, please. Actually, oh, you know what? He did tell me that one day on the way home. He goes, Dad, you know what so-and-so brought to school today? I was like, what? He goes, he brought this da-da-da-da thing. I'm like, yeah, what'd you think of it? He goes, it was lame. Nice. Worst toy commercial ever. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably be that guy. But then he sits there and looks at all the toys that are in the major spoilers giveaway pile or in the 
Nerd Room of Doom, and he's like, can I play with that? Can I play with that? Can I play with it? Dad, we don't have that one. Mm-hmm. We don't have that one. Oh, Dad, we'll go to Hastings, and he'll see, like, a Red Hulk. Dad, you know, you have that one downstairs, and I could play with that if you like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sure you could. You know, uh, I, uh, I've i noticed that you have a lot of toys that are not getting played with. So uh, for the low, low price of $5 a day, I will play with your toys. <laughs> I will no take questions these, asked. I'll, I'll just, take these off your hands, Dad, yep. and I will play with him. I'm like, yeah. And then he had my booster gold, mm-hmm. broke the leg off of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how, how the leg, I mean, and some of these figures are pretty cheaply made. Right. But he was just playing with it and the leg came off. And then he proceeded to tell me that it was bad glue. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was like, Mason, you broke my toys. Like, no, Dad. No, no. It's bad glue. And he know, knows nothing about this stuff. It's right. it's bad glue, Dad. It wasn't me. It was the bad glue. And even today, he still insists yeah, well. that it was the bad glue. So that kid's a cracker. So you've taught the child to be cynical and lie. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't want to lose the privilege of playing with, mm-hmm. you know, Wolverine. Right. Uh, Weapon X Wolverine. And have them, I told you about the time, yeah, they the, bust the out of all the... explosion out of the pile. Yeah. Are there any really lame toys besides Beyblade and these little squiggies or whatever they're called? Um, There are plenty of really lame toys. Uh, I think that um, some of the some of the WWE licensed toys are pretty dumb. Like I'm, a, I'm yeah, but isn't like the ring like a slingshot where you can put the figures on there and flip them up into the ring and have them do all sorts of stunts and yeah, well, and and having do all sorts of stunts is kind of a I saw it on television. Yeah, no, I know. the commercial. It's is just it? like he flies up with the hammer fist and pow down with the pile driver. Those, and... those commercials are are the same ones that make the double whopper seem appetizing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so some of those why are why are they dumb? Why are they lame? Um, you know, uh, poor build quality or no? I think that there's just too many versions of them. It's like I think if they just focused on one toy line, they could get a lot more. And and I don't know, maybe they have the 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 numbers to focus on all three. But there's like the little tiny super deformed ones. Then there's like oh yeah, bigger yeah. sort of like blockier mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the actual your your standard action figurey yeah yeah the Todd guys. McFarlane type editions. yeah except probably not even like Todd McFarlane mm. quality um and then there's like the I think there's like a slightly like thinner kind of like uh, GI Joe except you can actually stand them up types oh yeah yeah like there's a ton ton of WWE toys well, it's that that way with everything though I mean the worst mm. is um like the cars toys yeah I mean. Again, granted, we've kind of broken the boy of this, but every time we'd go to the store, you'd have to have a new Cars car. Mm-hmm. And it's like there was a car, you know, the in the original Cars movie, uh, the part where Lightning McQueen is missing and they were doing all these world reports. And mm-hmm. you saw this one little pink right. Japanese car. Right. They made a car out of that. And he had to have it, even though it was on the screen for three seconds. Yeah. And I think they the toy manufacturers have tapped in. If we can put a different paint job on this guy, mm-hmm. the kids are going to want to buy it and sell it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know. It's, it's that's frustrating. Always, that has always been around. I know. Though. I mean, how many, yep. it's like the same Superman sculpt, except this is like yep. Superman with grappling claw yep. cannon. They, all those like, Batman action figures from, from the day I'm are I'm pretty that sure that the grappling claw cannon that Superman uses has largely been written out of continuity. <laughs> I hope so. Matthew, are there some lame toys that you know of? Yeah. Do you remember the Supermobile? Yeah. From the Supermobile. The one with, the, line with the, the fist would come out and punch as you rolled it on the carpet. Yep. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Um, I actually have a number of terrible toys. Um, there's uh, Back in the 90s when I was collecting wrestling action figures, there was a certain number of figures that came with a corner of a wrestling ring. Hmm. And then if you bought all four figures, you could assemble your own wrestling ring. Well, the problem you have is that when you when you kind of click it all together, it never quite stays. And if you yeah. do anything other than, you know, stand a guy in the middle of the ring, the whole thing falls apart. Yep. That was always entertaining. Um, let's see. What toys do we sell at Gatekeeper Hobbies Huntoon? Only good ones. Come buy some. You know the worst action figure of all time? What's that? 
the worst action figure of all time came out in like 2007 or so. I think it's an Infinite Crisis line, but it's an action figure of a Quartian Weaponeer. So the one with the big scary and I don't eyes. Know if you, yeah, with the the big scary eyes, and he's standing in a position that makes it look like he just cracked his hand. Yeah, I think I have that one somewhere. Just yeah, from the sheer funniness of... Because he's kind of standing there with his legs apart and his arms are out and he's got these big eyes. He's standing like the crotch of his pants is filled with like rancid (laughs) cauliflower and coleslaw. And he's kind of, he's got this look on his face like, I just crapped myself. (laughs) Take that, Superman. (laughs) Um, That should offend his super nostrils. But the best part is. Uh, Dion and Geeky has been trying to sell this thing for five years. I bet you put that up and on eBay. Like, I bet it will sell in five like, minutes. Buy two action figures, take this one home free. And several people did it and nobody wanted it. <laughs> we couldn't pay people to take this thing away because it's just this figure of the Quartian weapon here <laughs> with his drawers full of dookie. He kind of <laughs> going, <"Aah!"> <laughs> <laughs> He looks like <laughs> his eyes are all bugging out of his head. I'm just, it cracks me up just thinking about him. I kind of want to go buy him now just so I can set him up in the background for the next time we do a live podcast. Yeah. I would do video if I could have a Quartian weapon here. Right and in and this is me. that in DC Infinite Heroes one, right? I or believe is, so. Yeah. He's like f- yellow. Yeah. 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 You look at the stars, you see how they shine for you, and he's all yellow, too. So that's kind of cool. Got a question in from uh, Chris Porter. Chris Porter says, I'm dating a girl who really loves Watchmen and V Congratulations. Uh, I'd like to get her a graphic novel for Christmas and expand her rea- uh, horizons beyond Alan Moore, but I'm not sure what to get her. My initial thoughts were Sandman or Preacher, but I'm wondering if maybe you guys can recommend me any others. Thanks for the awesome podcast, guys. Keep up the great work. Atomic Robo. Uh, lock and Key. Lock and Key, probably. Yeah, that would probably be a really good one. Welcome welcome to uh, Lovecraft. Yeah, I mean, if she's into like that sort of darker aesthetic, then Lock and Key might be a good one. Um, Sandman isn't a bad idea. No, especially if you get, like get that first volume. Hmm? I wouldn't no? get her the first volume. I would get her like the third. You want to start the with... One, the, what's the one oh, that had the uh, the the... Guy with the eyes full of teeth. Which, which that's the second. Is that the it? second no, no, volume? No, that's, that's and the the, first, uh, I mean, the, the child the, molester convention. Oh, was that the second volume? The that's first the one is him one. getting. That's like because that's uh, that's Rose's story, and that's the one with the. I want to say the doll's house, perhaps. Mm, okay, but yeah, it's like it's like the third one. All right. What else, Matthew? What else? Should he uh, maybe consider? Oh, I don't know. I thought maybe we could tell him about the New Brighton Archaeological Society since we're only offering. Never mind. <laughs> hey, you know that's um, actually a good book. I like that. I like that uh, that book. We reviewed it on the site or on the show mm-hmm. about a year or so ago. And I don't I remember if the second volume has come out yet. If she's a fan of V for Vendetta, it depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to get her hooked on comics. I would say perhaps the, the V for Vendetta vibe. It, it depends on what she's into because V had a very high poetic tone mm-hmm. that you'll find, you know, very few places. Sandman would be a good one. I would not recommend Preacher without knowing what she loves about V for yeah. Vendetta. Yeah, definitely. Because V for Vendetta and Preacher are very tonally uh, dichotomous. And I would say the same thing, you know, you might think why the last man, but again, it depends on what she loves about V for Vendetta. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe you could look into maybe some, and I, I, I almost hesitate to say it, but some of like the, the grim fairy tales mythology stuff. I don't know about that. I mean, you know, if you were going to get into, are you talking about that Xenoscope stuff? Is that what you're talking about, Matthew? Do they print grim fairy tales? Yeah, it's grim, fa- grim fairy tales. The overly tarted okay, up, sexualized stuff. The, if you do that, no, the I very would t- I was... first, the very first volume of that is probably the best 
I, I want to say the best uh, take on that series before it started to get a little bit too popular and they started doing some like mass murder, serial killer, child mm-hmm. killing stuff. But that first volume I thought was really good. See, and it's hard to do recommendations just based on the title because right. mm-hmm. V for Vendetta is, you know, weird in a lot of ways because it's sort of a superhero story and yet sort of not and sort of strongly opposed to a lot of the things that you'll find in a superhero story. So if you like it like I do, because it's kind of a deconstruction of that modern superhero motif, that's one thing. You know, if you like that, that futuristic dystopian kind of landscape, there's a lot of places you can run into that kind of thing. But I I, I would want to know more about, yeah, I want to know more about your girlfriend. I would say Miracle Man is probably a good one, but that's also Alan Moore and also incomplete and also impossible to get. Well, there's Animal Man. I said anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got a also, similar Chris kind of doesn't thing. say whether the girl he's dating loves Watchmen and V for Vendetta, the comic book, or the movies. No, that's a good point. See, and that's the thing, too. I think I think if she likes he, the movies, then get her the graphic novels of that. Yeah, I, it, this leads me to to think that it's the that it's the uh, the, the comics. Books. Um, which if she liked Watchmen and V for Vendetta, you might want to uh, give her the Golden Age. Mm-hmm. That was Good. that has a very Watchmanish vibe. Yeah. Yep. And of course, if she likes Watchmen and V for Vendetta, I think she. You might throw a, a why. Oh, why the last her. man? That I might would be say good. that. Why the Last Man would be one that you could start at the beginning. I would recommend against not starting at the beginning with Sandman. Start with either A Doll's House or um, the one that comes right after it with The Thing and the other place and the guy. We just reviewed it not that long ago because, well, it wasn't actually in The Thing. But I wouldn't recommend starting with Preludes. Uh, excuse me. Uh, and then, then you, you might want to ask her whether, you know, if she likes superheroes or not. I mean, mm-hmm. Golden Age would probably be something that she might get a kick out of. Because it could of. be like, she might oh, like New Frontier. Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe she doesn't like superheroes, but she likes that sort of storytelling. Yeah. And then, you know, you could go into a Hellboy, which is not quite right. a superhero or thing. A, a Starman, which is very mm-hmm. much, you know, kind of uh, not a, quite a superhero. Ooh, Ex Machina. Yeah, that's a good one. But the first volume of Very X Machina, good. my yeah, wife that, really liked that yeah. one. So it, it's just really going to be dependent. I, I, uh, Chris, if you're listening, uh, send us some more information about this, and then we can maybe <laughs> We're narrow going to it down. Need photos for and uh, measurements. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, also, don't forget coming up uh, Thanksgiving week, starting on Thanksgiving. We will begin our 30 days of geek giving holiday gift guide. Every day, mm-hmm. a new suggestion or idea. Uh, for you to go out and and purchase might be something inexpensive, might be something really expensive. I think last year on the list, which is still something that I go on eBay and search for probably about once a month, uh, it's the life-size, uh, gentle giant, animated Princess Leia maquette. It's nice. it's like, I don't know, five feet tall or something like that. And she's it's Almost like, actual size? Yeah, um, well, uh, how tall is Carrie Fisher? It's... Well, She's probably a little five taller than five feet. Probably not by much, though. But yeah, yeah she's small, so it's it's a probably. I mean, it's it's giant. It looks really cool. I'd like to get that along with the uh, with a, a full size um, stormtrooper che- Chewy costume. No, not a Chewy costume. Jabba the Hutt. I can just sit there in my in my room. Uh, Matthew got a question about pull lists. Almost every comic book store has a pull list. It's great. But this person is a robot. Yes, this person is a robot. Well, his last name is Berg, which is very close to Borg. Mm -hmm. So, um, Daniel says, my name is Cyrus (laughs) Berg. Will gatekeeper ship a pull list? Will gatekeeper ship a pull list if I submit one? Tried a website that was supposed to, and I think I may ha- may have been taken for a ride. And I don't. He didn't say the website well, that he tried, I'd, but you know there are several websites that don't advertise with us, but could if they wanted to. That supposedly do a great job. I know job they've done of, it before. I, I I know that they have done it before, but it was one of those things where there was a credit card on file and it was prepaid. Yeah. 
So basically you say, I want X, 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 and X. You get a charge to your credit card and they would ship it. But it, it's, it's certainly a service that has been provided. I cannot guarantee that it is a service that will be once again offered. I would say there are companies out there. I don't know if they're still in business, but uh, I know Westfield used to uh, do books by yeah, mail. DCB service and that kind of stuff. A, and I know, yeah. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, Dan, if you look in the comment section, my man James uh, will pop in and say, contact him at uh, Collector's Pair of Dice. Because yeah. he does that, that all the time. That might actually be a better way to go because I know if James, if James is set up for that, and if that's the way that, you know, that James has already got something going, it wouldn't require a new setup. And also, you know, as a spoilerite, I think James would be more than happy to have another client or so. Oh yeah, his kids are getting ready to go to college. I think so. If I cut back if you on got my a big pull list. if I cut back on my uh, print publishing and go to digital, he's going to be screwed. Yep, he's going to be like, "Oh, you just yeah, went from NYU to <laughs> to Washburn, to Washburn, <laughs> You know, um, years and years ago. I know Matthew Batman was working at the store, forward. although we never ran any to each other at the time. Um, I had a pull list at Gatekeeper in Topeka, but my sister would go like every week or every couple of weeks and pick it up. And then I, whenever I would get to Topeka, I'd just pick up a whole bunch of them at the time. But mm-hmm. then I discovered Collector's Paradise and James set me up right. Your sister, the lizard wizard? Yep, the lizard wizard. Um, Let's see. Anything else, Rodrigo? What do you got on your list this week to share with us? to discuss um you uh yes i did oh well good for you (laughs) i was i was starting to wonder um you guys ever have that thing where like you look at (laughs) i don't even know what that meant but that was funny Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Congratulations, Ryan. Yay! <laughs> that was like the most subtle who farted conversation ever. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you, uh, uh, yeah, I did. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy for you. Um, now, you guys ever look at something like it'll be like, like you're walking down the store and you look at some like greeting car and it'll just randomly be like a purple and green greeting car and you'll be like, oh, those are Hulk colors. Oh yeah, all the time. Like right. there are there are certain color schemes and yes. color palettes that are like bam, that's yeah, that's red, like that's, red and, red and blue will do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, gray and blue will do it. Um, yeah, red, for white, me. and yellow always makes me think Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, that kind of like n- like deep blue with maybe some like electro blue highlights on some orange makes me think of the new Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, seasons, you know, because mm-hmm. of the red logo on mm-hmm. like the blue space time mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anytime anybody tries to put orange and blue together, I think of Deathstroke and how butt ugly that is. Mm-hmm. Although blue and orange, not are a Broncos really two good fan. Colors that go well together, right? Well, and 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 that's why we. I think part of the association is that they look good together. It's very iconic. Mm-hmm. And I mean the the green and purple thing. There's tons of. Oh yeah. There was a uh, especially villains that are green and yeah, purple. Yeah, that's what we talked. Did we talk yeah, about that before about, about the villains that are green and purple? Not on the show. I think we we just kind of yeah. were talking about it. Um, had, yeah, because that's amazing. It's amazing the number of Marvel mm-hmm. villains, especially. Oh yeah, that are purple and green. Well, that that's was intentional. Green Goblin, the Prowler, especially mm-hmm. the Spider-Man villains were designed to be green and purple because, well, Spider-Man's red and blue, and they wanted right. something that would contrast. And back in the day, those color combinations were. You know, those were closely guarded secrets because if you changed from Herb Trimpey art to Neil Adams art, no one would recognize anyone if it weren't for those color coordination moments where mm-hmm. Bruce Banner always has purple pants on. Or, you know, uh, Batman is that blue gray with a little stripe of yellow through it. Scott McCloud had that analysis in Understanding Comics where he talked yeah. about those color, those color combinations were as important to accessing the material as whether somebody could actually draw because those would carry over the character even if it was drawn completely different you'd know okay that's superman red blue with a big s on the thing that mm-hmm. is actually important to the conceptualization of the characters in our minds so let me ask you ask you this spider-man specifically do you prefer prefer yes. him with red on blue or red on black, because that's a color scheme that they've used, kind of flip back and forth 
over the last couple of years where it's either Spider-Man with red with the black on the side or red with the 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 bright blue on the side. I think they both look good. I've I think always... go for it. No, you're up. Okay. Well, I think they both look decent. I I do like the new uh ultimate Spider-Man look of mm, the black red on black like mm-hmm. literal red spider webs on right, black. Right. Yeah. Um I think that looks good, but it also is 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 a difficult color like it's a difficult scheme to look at like you see it and it's like oh that that's cool that's edgy but it doesn't it, it kind of doesn't pop in the same way that the red and blue does it's 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 something that to me kind of just looking at it makes me have to concentrate on it to tell what's going on whereas your standard spider-man red on blue you know your your Superman uh, blue shirt and red trunks and then blue pants is just kind of what it is, and it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty easy to to um to process. And I think that was a kind of an issue yeah. in you know when, when during the pocket explosion of the nineties is that character designs were became really complex to the point where they couldn't like you couldn't simplify a character concept. Or it would be a guy wearing pants, a shirt, and a lot of belts. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. See, for me, it's not as important whether it's red and black or red and blue as it is whether he has the web pits. Oh, Because yeah, yeah. in the very first appearance where he's flying over the city mm-hmm. and he's dragging that poor bastard, and he's like, you will marvel at the amazing... The web pits are very clearly there. Now, that's not actually a Steve Ditko drawing. I think that's actually a Kirby on Amazing Fantasy number 15. But to me, that's that's what Spider-Man looks like. And for a while in the 70s, they took away the web pits. And Roger Stern made it an in-character lampshade-hanging moment where Pete Parker was making his uniforms and he was doing it. And he's like, I sure am glad that I learned a silkscreen in high school. And I'm a pretty good sewer now after having to do this over and over. And it was really naturalistic and kind of cool. And all of a sudden he's like, plus I finally found a store that sells the stuff again. So now the web pits are back. Nice. And he's just sitting there making his costumes and thinking about it. And, you know, from that point forward during that stern run, old web pits was back. And I just, I love just that image of it's not a cape. It's not like an underarm wing. It's purely decorative, but it sets Spider-Man aside from pretty much everybody else. Right. Spider bracelet, web shooters, or organic shooters? Organic shooters are crap, and anybody who tells you different is a Tobey Maguire lover. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the organic shooters, like, because I don't feel that they add anything to the character. I think that um, there's there's people who are like, oh, gee, I like, I'm so sure, like some kid's gonna figure out some crazy epoxy right. that that does whatever you want whenever you want. Is like, well, why not? Like, there's the there's that stretchy guy over there, and he goes to another dimension whenever he wants. You know, I mean, yep. it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna start having problems with, oh, oh he no kid would come up with. A super duper glue like that is like, yeah, also any kid that was actually bitten by a radioactive spider would just die. <laughs> die. Yeah. And then, you know, they have problems with this, but they don't have problems with the fact that Hank Pym, a doctor of entomology, is also a genius in robotics. Right. Because yeah, really, building Ultron is exactly like uh, killing wasps. You know, it, I find it really bizarre where people draw that line of suspension of disbelief. Because, so, uh, oh, well, Spider-Man can lift a tank over his head and throw it, but there's no way he'd wear those weird underarm pits because that's just dumb. So web shooters or spider bracelet? You mean underneath? Mechanical web Under shooters? or over? <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that what if, you're asking? If you look at Japanese Spider-Man, he's got that big Razor, bracelet like on giant. his... Yeah, I yeah. kind of I do like the giant bracers, uh-huh. but this might just be a byproduct of the fact that when I started reading comics, like it was like full-blown clone saga right. stuff going on. Right. Ben so Riley, I, yeah. Yeah, I like the Ben Riley costume, and I, I, I think for a lot of people the that hoodie? has bad That's connotations... The ones? That was prior to no, him becoming Riley Spider-Man. Costume. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Ben Riley. The ben if you've Riley seen the Spider Girl costume, 
that's what mm-hmm. you know put it on a boy and that's what the Ben Rose oh okay is. but yeah right. it's big clunky web shooters and then like the random fingers are webby red oh, okay. or bl- or solid blue oh okay interesting and it, I mean the the big blocky kind of shooters are actually neat because it does get around the question of how he actually uses the web shooters through his gloves. Right. But I, and I also have the question of how he manages to stick to things through his gloves and through his booties, too. But I like web shooters as a mechanical construct simply because when you look at the unlikelihood of his power set, Spider-Man has a power set problem like no one else because his abilities don't necessarily match. He's super strong. He's super agile. He's all flexible and jumpy and stuff. He has this weird seventh sense power, but then he also has the ability to shoot webs out of his fingers or or his wrists. There's no reason for that to work just because he's getting powers from a spider, because as many wags before me on the internet have noted, spiders don't shoot from their wrists. And if he had realistic spinnerets, they would be on his butt. (laughs) So, I mean, for me... I don't have a problem assuming that this super genius kid created something that no one else could. That, to me, seems more realistic than mystically getting this power set because he was bitten by the latest avatar of a long line of spider creatures, you know? I I, I would rather say, yeah, he's a genius, it's fine, and move on, just as much as I can say, yeah, you know, Bruce Wayne has had no problems with the current housing slump. You, you don't think about those things in these concepts. You don't say to yourself, well, why isn't Wolverine dying because he doesn't have any white blood cells if he has animantium bones? You know, you can't take these things to logical extremes all the time. And sometimes it's easier to say, sure, the kid's a genius. Let's move on. And I'm just saying, you know, if if uh, if there's magic involved, you can have a big pillar made out of quartz. It's really not that crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I would you be more worried friend. about the guy who's a lizard and he's traveling around in outer space. Basically, I mean, is is he cold blooded or warm blooded? You know, does he need a lot of blankets? Does he need a space heater in his terrarium? That's space what I'm about. I see what you did there. Spider Machine GP7 or Spider Dune Buggy that drives up the side of a wall? Neither! <laughs> Neither! <laughs> Raw! <laughs> oh, what about Tony, the Marveler? Tony. What about the Marveler? Or Leopardon? The Marveler? The Marveler is a That's spacecraft a that Garia came to Earth with. It's 45 meters tall, weighs over 25,000 tons. Stored underground and surfaces by cracking the ground whenever Spider-Man summon, summons it. The ship's bridge is shaped are, are like you, a leopard's are you head. Watching Japanese Spider-Man again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. First of all, the Japanese Spider-Man has as much to do with Spider-Man as Battlefield. But he's a Spider-Man. Okay. And secondly. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm bored. Netflix had it. No, it doesn't actually have it. Japanese Spider-Man. They also have uh, Star Trek the Animated Series on yeah. streaming, and I highly recommend some of this stuff. Because I recently learned that Paramount, after the death of uh, Gene Roddenberry, has retroactively declared that entire show to be canon, including Larry Niven's Kazinti. Cool. Yeah. I, uh... I started watching yeah, the Knicks rule. Raising Hope. Mm-hmm. I just started it about 20 minutes before you came over tonight, Rodrigo. Right. And only got about 15 <laughs> minutes into the show. Mm-hmm. But it has, uh, what's her face from Goonies in it? Wasn't she in Goonies? The mom? Martha Maybe. Yeah, Martha Plimpton. Yes, she yeah. I, I don't really remember Goonies. I've only oh, seen man. it like once. You got to watch Goonies again, if only for uh, the truffle do I, shuffle. Do I really? Yes. All right. Yes. So I'll try to finish the rest of that sometime in the next two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Give it, give, give the first like three shows because the pilot is the pilot, right? right. So there's a couple of things change between yeah. the pilot and the second episode. But oh, really? Okay. Such as the when it, I think well, the, the cousin really like the cousin's not the there episode. anymore. Oh, okay, interesting. 
when, when you get to the episode where the family is told that they have to stop relying on one another because they need to each be responsible adults, that's really where the show hits its stride for me. Although Mama is hysterical in pretty much anything. <laughs> I don't I don't want to see as much naked Cloris Leachman as the show <laughs> wants to show me. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, I had about enough of that that pilot episode. So. Yeah. All right. Matthew, anything you want to add this week to the show? You know what I always wondered? No, it's not. In 1970, Marvel Comics adapted the Shogun Warriors. And instead of using, like, Guy King and Great Mazinga and, you know, Dengard Ace, they used weird fifth-string Shogun Warriors. And I always kind of wondered, if it had been Guy King and Great Mazinga, would that series have lasted longer? No. And would it be the new version of X-Men? Instead of mutants in the Marvel Universe, would everything be giant Japanese robots? No. And I would, would imagine not. Be a giant Japanese robot? No. Probably not Wolver because robot. of copyright issues. Like, you know, I think that would have put a, a damn... Because how popular were Star Wars, for example? Right? The Star Wars comics? Super popular, right? Right. Sure. Marvel was putting those out. Right. Sure. But everything in Marvel isn't necessarily all space swords. There's some space swords going on, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's Red Ronin. Yeah, yeah. There's you know, and and you can you can chuck all the '70s uh, space guys together, and they did in Annihilation, um, uh, and 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 uh, call that a thing. But in the end, it's too difficult to keep emulating a property that you don't have the rights to. That's my theory, anyway. Um, don't remember. I think it was high between 79 and 80. I think that it really wouldn't hurt Marvel to explore stuff like that again. Giant robots? Yeah, totally, man. Because DC is a lot, because DC has, you know, Vertigo. Right. They are a lot more free to do stuff like that. And they've kind of made a niche for themselves in like the horror or like, supernatural but yeah. not superhero-y right. part of the universe right um or, or of media so i mean marvel could just do basically the opposite side right like so dc does super or mystical and 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 powerful without being superheroes um marvel should just do superheroes without any sort of restraint <laughs> So it should be like so giant Punisher. robots and no, 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 not not moral restraint. Oh, okay. It'll be like creative uh, restraint. Right, right, right. So it would be like the like that awful uh, Japanese team that Marvel did put together, um, except uh, not as racist. Racist, yes, yes. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. They weren't terribly <laughs> racist. I mean, there were. There was Honey Lemon, who was, a, strangely enough, a blue-eyed blonde Japanese woman. And then there was mm. Gogo Tamago, whose name means they're, Gogo Egg. They're all named after food. Like, yeah. they were all named, like, the, the guy who wrote them went to a Japanese restaurant and just went down the menu and named them that way. <laughs> and here comes our new teammate, number three, with egg roll. <laughs> There's a guy named Wasabi No Ginger. And what what team is this? <laughs> Shogun Warriors? Uh, Big no, Hero no, it's not. 6. Yeah, Big Hero 6, that's what it is. I know nothing about these. They took which the means... two existing Japanese characters, Silver Samurai and Sunfire, mm-hmm. and yeah. then they basically created a combo platter and threw them all in there. Oh, this is like the n- late 90s, right? Uh, maybe. I don't remember when the yeah, first one came out. They, one, they revived them. They revived them in the first 2000s. appearance, Sunfire and Big Hero 6, number one, September 1998. Right. Written or created by Steven Seagal. Wow. <laughs> no, Steven Seagal. No, Steve Seagal. <laughs> Son of Jonathan Livingston Seagal. Yeah, no, and, I don't remember any Seagal. of these. I don't. I, I think I remember uh, Silver Samurai. Yeah, Silver Samurai is, a, is an X Men, uh, sometimes villain, sometimes right. collaborator. So what was the so point? So is of this? so is Sunfire for that. And Sunfire, yeah. For, so uh, were these supposed to be villains the teamed together, like or this. no? No, they, let's do six issues and see if it sells. 
Yeah, it's it's a super team. It's it's a a foreign super team, basically like Alpha Flight is. Right, it's basically the Japanese Alpha Flight, mm. and with a similar level of of respect. You know, it's like or well, these guys are all Canadian. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, Man. I would like to apologize to any and all of our Asian listeners, as he that was extremely giggling and laughing and maniacally. So you know, you look it, at Alpha Flight, it and it's like out. it was rude. You know, Alpha Flight, that team that has, they're Canadian, right? So they have a Sasquatch, right? A, a, an Indian guy yep. whose power is being an Indian, yep. a guy named Puck, because, you know, Canadians love hockey. They like hockey. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Snowbird, who was named after a an Anne Murray song. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, and Big Hero 6. Too. Big Hero 6 is the same one. And, and here's the thing. There's a way to do that right. I think that you can, in the United States, make a comic that is about awesome Japanese superheroes. And one of them's a samurai, and one of them's a ninja, and those two don't like each other. Right. And one of them's a little boy that has a giant robot. Right. Basically, Big Hero 6, right? Right, right, right. But there's a way to do it right. One of them's a magic girl. You mm-hmm. can take those tropes from Japan, put them in an American context, show how weird they are, and how funny they are, and how interesting they are. And make it appeal to an American audience with an American sensibility. There's a way to do that. Big Hero 6 did not do that. (laughs) Big Hero 6 was an example of that late 90s concept. And they're doing it again now of let's take some of the characters that we have in our huge catalog, stick them together and see, you know, run them with the flagpole and see who salutes. It's the same thing that gave us the new warriors. It's the same thing that gave us the loners. It's the same thing that gave us. Uh, the second volume of New Warriors in a, in a more limited almo- fashion. Yeah, I was going to say it's the same thing that almost gave us the Destroyers. Exactly. It's the same thing that has given us virtually all of our current X-Men lineups. It's just kind of a, you know, one from column A, one from column B with six you get egg roll kind of thing to go with our Chinese restaurant analogy. But it's also something that can lead to 150 issues, 113 of which were really good, like New Warriors. But it mm-hmm. can also lead to something like Loners, which was extremely misguided and, you know, terribly, terribly written. Oh, oh no matter how wonderful it? it was. Slingers. You guys remember Slingers? Remember when Spider-Man yeah, had seven different identities? Awesome. And then they made a comic yeah. out of all the guys that picked up <laughs> Spider-Man's yeah. stray identities? Hornet and Prodigy and No, Dust I don't know anything Ricochet. about that. Oh, you guys man. are talking in territories. Oh, I know good. nothing about that. Bing, I can bing, I can bing, handle most high level or you know typical Marvel fare. Right, right. You know I know the Iron Man and yeah. Captain America. Captain America and and Giant Man, man is sometimes Ant Man. But but yes, sometimes Giant Man is is beating his wife, and sometimes he's not. Um, okay, you know. Let me go on record once again. <laughs> Henry Pym has struck his wife in the comic books precisely the same number of times as Peter Parker has struck his wife once. So, and, and Reed this, Richards this for Henry that matter. Pym is yeah, a there you go. Yeah, Henry Pym is a wife beater thing. Come on, leave it be. It's Mark Miller who did this to us. Mark freaking Miller is the one who cannot let it go. I blame the New Ultimates for really everything. I thought, you know, in in Ultimates, the way it was written, I thought it was a compelling story. Yeah. I thought it was a well-put-together thing. And, uh, you know, say what you want about Mark Miller. I think he was on his A-game during during Ultimates. <laughs> oh, I during will that time, I, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. During the Ultimates, yeah. that was his A-game. I don't think he's done that since. Mm. I think it's been boom, as opposed to woo. He said a yeah. couple of really good things. Did he write the first series of Kick-Ass? Yes. He did. Yeah. And that was that's fairly popular. The first series of Kickass was pretty much what it says it was, on the tin. Yeah, I mean it was He also wrote the second series of Kickass. Yeah, well. And well, that white know, Batman thing. Did he write Ultimates 2 or the that uh, was that already somebody? Uh else? that was Jeff Loeb, I think. No, did Loeb write Ultimates I think wrote he did. Ultimates I did 3. three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miller did Ultimates 2. Yeah. And yep. then Miller and Hitch somebody did Ultimates 4. Miller and Hitch, or Miller and Hitch. One's in charge, and um, one's the... Never. But yeah, when you guys start talking about Superhero 6 and 
giant dinosaur. When you guys start talking about Moon Boy Five, <laughs> those comic books and those things you do. And you know, I said this on Twitter last week, Stephen, and I'm not targeting you specifically. I'm only targeting you generally. <laughs> I've never even heard it's of this. Shot. Is not a scathing retort. It is not a withering I don't think that's a scathing retort. No, I'm not saying you. And, and you Stephen, are Stephen doesn't. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Yeah, Stephen doesn't say. I'm saying if you if you it, come yeah. to the website, let's say you go to something. I'll call. We'll call it uh, largeinsiderstuff.com, uh, and there's some large fat guy car fins. There you go. And you come in and you're like, well, I've never even heard of this. That is not a scathing repost. That is an, an admission of ignorance. Play along. Cynicism is sounds ugly. like a personal problem. <laughs> Cynicism is ugly. And also, I blame Steven. Well, and whatever. the new, new Ultimates. <laughs> I like the New Ultimates. I'm going to have just a... A scapegoat not now, not anymore. Ultimate Universe. And the new Ultimates and oh, Nixon yeah. and, and season five of Power Rangers. And I think, you know, the Ultimate Universe, once again... Time to close shop. Well, sure, but it missed the ball in that it if they had just taken everybody and put them in their own universe, they had been like, here's the Avengers, here's Spider-Man, and here's the X-Men, it would have worked a lot better. Yep. Yep. But when they start bringing and them together... It came to a point where they started doing that, and here's our ultimate version of the Fantastic Four. It's like we're contractually obligated mm -hmm. to bring in a version of the Fantastic Four no matter where we go. And, and, and it always is, ends up being the least interesting thing in the line. Right. And the best part is, like, now here's our new, new version of the Fantastic Four, because they did, like, the Spider-Man team up with the right. Fantastic Four, and then they reintroduced them. Right. And weren't they different? They were like, oh, yeah, that's not they what were, we want to do with the Phantom. That same thing happened to the Hulk and the Black Widow and yeah. several of the characters because Team Up was a fun series. I liked Team Up. And then they went, oh, wait, we can't do this because this can't be in continuity anymore. So, you know, that wasn't any fun. All I think right. the biggest problem with the Ultimate Oops. Universe for me was the expectation that there were no limits. And no limits can lead, can lead to sloppy storytelling, which can lead to the blob yeah. eating the wasp on panel. Oh, tasty. Yeah, there was a couple of uh, pretty uh, gruesome. <laughs> Not all of them. <laughs> just the one in the no, largest just, portion of the Venn diagram. Just most of them. <laughs> all right, everybody, that wraps it up for this week's show. Thank you for listening to our random comic talk. I know how much you enjoy that so much. If you have any questions, all you have to do is uh, sling us an email to podcast at majorspoilers.com. If you want to call the Major Spoilers hotline, Matthew, there. Matthew, the number for the. 785 727. 1939 and a four second delay, ladles and jelly spoons. And stick around because next episode, bone. 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 <laughs> Why? Because we know that you love comics it's and we do totally too. Totally bone. And we will talk with you real soon. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at majorspoilers.com. Visit majorspoilers at majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash majorspoilers. Fat Dick's revision of Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, they kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler.
bitch like a man of iron. Might not be surprised to find that I might actually have the heart cold to follow an entire storyline. Would I really even need to read upon all those escapades? I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe? But the downside is such a beast. Being shot up in a fine be in the Middle East with a King Santo and soldier. What a major spoiler. Major Spoilers is copyright 2011.